Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast dedicated to highlighting on-screen talent and behind-the-scenes creatives from diverse and multicultural communities. I'm your host, Juan Ayala. Thanks for tuning in. Now, let's get to talking. Today, I am joined by Emmett Preciado, who has had an incredibly busy year this year with recurring roles on Freeform's Good Trouble as Rowan, on ABC's Rebel as Mateo, and a guest star appearance on The Good Doctor as Rio Gutierrez. Emmett, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm not sure what show we should talk about first, but you've been very, I mean, let's start chronologically. Um, of those three shows you've worked on in the past year, which one came first? I know air dates and booking dates are always, you know, in flux. I will, we started filming um, Good Trouble first, mm-hmm. um, but that was, that was the month that the whole pandemic kind of hit and everything right. got shut down. So uh, I originally had booked Good Trouble first and then we were shut down for like seven, eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, I got back into filming Good Trouble. And while I was filming Good Trouble, that's when I booked um, The Good Doctor. And then The Good Doctor aired before like any of the Good Trouble episodes. So it was like, <laughs> it, yeah. it, it, it was like The Good Trouble was, it was like Good, The Good Doctor was first, but um and I kept getting mixed up between all my emails had good, 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 good. good. And it was like, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm fine with it. Let's keep the good. Um, right. Yeah. And then I was still filming Good Trouble while um, I also got um, the role as Mateo on, on, on Rebel. So it gotcha. was juggling things all at the same time, but it was a lot of fun. So for your role on Good Trouble, did you know at first that, I mean, I imagine you knew already that it would be recurring or did it start as like a one day or one episode? Um, no, it was, it was originally a recurring guest star role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't expecting to be in as many episodes as I was. Right. Um, at first it was like, do an episode, skip a couple, do an episode, skip, skip one. And then it was like, you're going to be in every single episode the rest of the season. And I was like, I'll take it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing how the network scheduling, all that stuff works, certain shows you'll film one day and then six weeks later it's airing. But then with things like streaming and then just other certain networks, if it's like a summer show, um, then that's when they come out like months away. So when you were doing The Good Doctor, since that one aired first, um, you mentioned before we started recording that there was sort of a lot coming at you. Did that get you some momentum? I I do think that the Good Doctor really it, it had a huge impact on on me and my career. It mm-hmm. it made me people noticed me finally, um, and I think it helped create some momentum. And then with the with Good Trouble, it just kept going. Yeah. And then with Rebel, I mean, it's just I am very very grateful for, mm-hmm. for that role. Honestly, I think it really kick started everything. That's awesome. And, you know, we are uh, in the middle of Pride Month at the moment. Uh, So I always like, especially during our Pride content, I like to ask uh, our guests, what is a a LGBTQ plus oriented like book, film or like current TV show that you're enjoying at the moment? There's a lot. I feel like there's been a lot of like queer Latino stories told lately. There's so many. Um, Okay, so I actually just binged... um, Halston mm. with mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor, the Ryan Murphy uh, limited series. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really, really well done. Uh, 
But I have to say my favorite, my favorite show, and this might just be stereotypical because I'm trans, but my favorite show has been Pose. Mm. And not just because it's Ryan Murphy, although I, I absolutely love Ryan Murphy and I would love the chance to get to work with him someday. Mm. But that show just, I mean, I, I've never had a dry eye. Any, every single episode has made me cry. Every single episode, I'm like, I understand. I feel <laughs> like, oh my God, it's, it's so beautiful. And I, yeah. and I love how they're really educating people and bringing things to light that for the most part, people have been too afraid to talk about. So right. I love Pose. Love, 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 love Pose. I wish, I wish there were just many more seasons to come, but I know yeah. that they're on the last season now. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame that they didn't get as long of a run as so many of us would have loved, uh, especially because of how impactful it's been. Those are the types of shows that you're like 10 seasons in a movie, you know, like <laughs> that you want to just keep telling the story. But I know that all of those actors are going to go on to do such incredible things. Uh, so similarly to my to my previous question, I also wanted to ask if there are any current like or I mean, you know, current or past um, LGBTQ plus role models um, that you, you know, hope to aspire to, or that you just aspire to be and not hope to, you do. Um, I, I love, love, love Laverne Cox. I know that she's, she's an icon for many, many trans people. Um, but she really had a huge impact on me finally making the decision to transition because I was so scared. I was so scared to, and I remember I was sitting in a in a very conservative family's home. I, I a little backstory, I grew up Mormon and I served a full-time mission as a sister missionary for the, the Mormon church. And I I served because I when I wanted to serve the Lord, but I also thought that if I served, then God would make me quote, you know, normal. And uh towards the end of my mission, I realized like, yeah, no, I'm still the same. Nothing's going to change. No, I have not. I no, I've not changed at all. So, um, but at the end of my mission, I was sitting in this Mormon family's home and they had, they had, uh, I think it was the time magazine that had Laverne right on the cover. Mm -hmm. And it was all about the trans movement. And I just could not take my eyes off of that magazine. And I just looked at her and I was like, wow, look at this beautiful, transgender woman on the cover of time magazine like making a difference and being seen and, and and inspiring young trans people to just be their true authentic selves and i that gave me so much hope and inspired me and i was like okay i'm gonna do it i'm not scared anymore like if she can do it why can't i and she's just had a really huge influence on on me beginning my physical transition and, and being open about it there's another actor who uh, is also trans and that I had interviewed on my other podcast and they were talking about the, the difficulties in, you know, they were talking about the difficulties in finding their place in the industry based on the industry's standards. So did you face something similar? I'm, I'm sure you did because it's something that a lot of trans actors end up facing because the, the standards of the industry are still very binary unfortunately. Mm -hmm. When I first started um, really pursuing my professional acting career, um, I, I was living in Utah at the time. Mm -hmm. And my representation advised me to go back into the closet 
and be stealth and not be open about being trans because they believe that it would hurt my chances of getting roles, especially because in Utah, they're very conservative. So, you know, they were, they were looking out for me and I appreciated that, but I did not want to go backwards. And I really felt like my mission in life is to bring awareness to transgender issues and, and to, I wanted to help inspire transgender youth and to show them that you can do anything and that you you're being trans is not a hindrance. And uh, I, and I just told him, I was like, I'm not going backwards. I'm, I can't. So that's when I made the, the move to LA. Um, and, you know, all of the auditions that I was getting at first were primarily for transgender roles. Um, but I have seen in the past year that casting networks and um, casting directors are, are really working very hard to be more inclusive of non-binary people, of mm-hmm. trans-masculine people. Yeah. And they've made it very clear that, you know, if you, if you have the acting chops and you can do, a, you, you can perform a role um, convincingly, then your gender identity is not going to hold you back. Right. They will take, they will take your acting skills into account over what you look like or how you present. So things are changing, but it's still kind of slow and it yeah. could definitely speed up. I'm not sure if, if you're familiar. I'm sure you're familiar with it, but I'm not sure if you've seen it. The show Love, Victor. Uh, mm-hmm. When it came out last year, the first season, uh, there was a little bit of uproar from some folks in the LGBTQ plus community about the fact that both of the roles that are leads that are queer were portrayed by straight actors. Um, and as a bisexual person it's interesting to see both sides of this of of the argument one side saying you know they're not uh it's just so hard to word this because (laughs) it's like like yes ideally only queer people would play queer roles but at the same time would that make it fair to shut us out of playing straight roles you know and there's also discrimination laws in place meant to protect us from being discriminated against. So they can't, you mm-hmm. know, there can't be that double standard. Um, so I just wanted to ask like, what are your thoughts on that whole thing? Um, I'm not looking to like spill tea or anything like that. So don't worry. Like <laughs> that's well, on our I, show. I just did an interview where we talked about this mm-hmm. uh, last week and how, what I feel is that, you know, there ideally it would be great to cast someone who identifies a certain way as that, like that role, that character. So like, you know, I think we should be casting transgender actors to play transgender characters um, and be playing queer and, and casting queer, queer actors uh, to play queer characters as well. And I have played both, you know, cisgender and transgender characters. I have played straight and um, gay characters. So, I think what it comes down to is the fact that there are so few roles for LGBTQ individuals, especially trans individuals. Like there, mm-hmm. there are very few roles that are being written right now. They are writing more and they are trying to include more and more LGBTQ people, but the majority of roles out there are written for straight cisgender people. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I feel like out of fairness, you know, we should definitely be giving queer actors the queer roles. Um, 
But I also believe, like I know that casting is a very, it's a very tricky process. A lot of times they're looking for someone who has a specific look and also who can act the way right. that they want. And sometimes it does just come down to skill. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to cast, you know, an LGBTQ actor who can't act or who can't portray the role convincingly. Mm-hmm. And there's so many factors that go into, into, into casting. Like you can be an incredible actor, but you're also up against other incredible actors and you just never really know why you didn't get the role or why you right. got the role. Um, and so I think that if casting has done their due diligence, they've exhausted all their options and have really looked through, you know, LGBTQ, uh, an LGBTQ roster of actors, and they still haven't found the right person, then, then go for it. Cast someone who is cisgender or who is straight, because in the, in the end, we're all actors right. and we're portraying characters we're, that, that aren't us, like, right. That's the whole point of being an actor, right? Is to become another person. Entirely agree. <laughs> Literally with everything you said. Uh, you know, Thanks. we just hope that the that the people who are behind that audition table are doing their due diligence, are you know seeking out how they should. There, I mean, I'm seeing a lot of uh, talent agencies and talent management offices, like specifically for trans actors, because they're like, we want to spearhead the movement. And be able to, you know, when another show like Pose comes up and they need a whole cast of, of trans characters in trans roles, they're going to, well, I've got a whole list of people to send to you and not all of a sudden panic looking for like, I need trans actors for our office with people like Ryan Murphy and um, Janet Mock was a producer of that show and Stephen Canals and got Greg Berlanti, all of these LGBTQ plus people who are like at the executive level of like networks and whatnot, definitely opening the doors for people and the LGBTQ plus community and the trans community because they want those stories to be told because they deserve to be told. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. If you told a 13 year old Emmett, they'd made it this far. What do they believe you? No, (laughs) (laughs) because honestly, and this is gonna make me emotional. Who 13 year old Emmett was extremely depressed and suicidal. And I, I tried to take my life when I was 14 because I didn't see a future for myself. I did not see the light at the end of the tunnel. I did not see a future and I was extremely depressed. And um, like that, that kid needed hope. That kid needed to, to see trans people in media. And that wasn't, that wasn't existent back then. Right. And um, I wish I could go back and just, hug that child and and just say, look, like it's going to be okay. You have so many great things ahead of you and being trans is not going to hinder you at all. You are, you don't need to worry about that. Like you are going to be just fine and you can do anything you put your mind to. You just, you really just have to believe in yourself, especially when people tell you that you're not going to be able to make it, especially when your parents tell you that you're not going to be successful, prove them wrong. And if you believe in yourself and you work your butt off, you're going to be fine. I wish I could go back and tell, tell that kid that because I would have been so much happier and so much more hopeful. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so open about my story right now is it's, it's to help the young 13, 14 year old trans kids out there who, who need to see 
that there is a future for them and that they're to see trans people in media, in entertainment, I'm trying to be visible for them. Mm-hmm. Because the thought of another, uh, the thought of trans youth being suicidal and wanting to, to end their lives, to die, it is so, it's so sad and it's so real for me. And I, I just, I, I don't wanna see anyone else become a number or a statistic. I don't want us to lose any more trans kids. Hmm. Well, you basically answered my second question, which was what advice would you give to that 13 year old you, but you already <laughs> answered it. So there we go. I tend to ramble. So. It's okay. It's a podcast. That's the point. I always <laughs> apologize for rambling on my show. I'm like, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emmett, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, so wonderful to get to chat with you. Um, if anyone wants to give you a follow on Instagram, uh, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, I'm most active on my Instagram, which is at Emmett Preciado. Um, I also have a YouTube channel. It's also Emmett Preciado. Everything is Emmett Preciado. So, <laughs> And you all can follow us at Media Village on Instagram and head over to MediaVillage.com to check out all of our latest columns, articles, reviews, and interviews, and subscribe to our podcast to never miss an episode. Thank you all so much. I'm Juaniala, and you're listening to Multicultural TV Talk.